Welcome to Sermon Light. My name is Pastor Zach Bechtold, and today we're going to cover a lot of ground. We're going to be talking about the Sermon on the Mount. What, what is the Sermon on the Mount? Well, it is a collection of, of Jesus' teaching found in the Gospel of Matthew in chapters 5 through 7. And what makes this collection of teachings from Jesus different than any of the other places they show up in the Gospels is the Sermon on the Mount is a full collection. They're, they're Jesus teaching one after another, him sitting on the side of a hill and preaching and teaching. In the other Gospels, we find that, but not in this particular way. In the other Gospels, these particular teachings are spread, scattered throughout. But the writer of Matthew brings this concern from the beginning of the gospel to establish Jesus' authority. And he does so with the Sermon on the Mount. In fact, he does so from the beginning. The beginning of the book of Matthew in this gospel starts with the detailed genealogy. Where does Jesus come from? Who does he come from? And then it moves on into the fulfillment of prophecy with John the baptizer and the baptism and temptation of Jesus. And then Jesus goes and calls the fishermen to follow him. And now he sits down on the side of this mountain and has this, these authoritative teachings, the Sermon on the Mount. And word begins to travel quickly about Jesus. And people begin to gather wherever Jesus is to listen, to watch, to be present. They want to know if this Jesus guy is all he is cracked up to be. And that's where we find Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, verses 23 and on. It says, Jesus traveled throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues. He announced the good news of the kingdom and healed every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread throughout Syria. People brought to him all those with various kinds of diseases, those that were in pain, those possessed by demons, and those with epilepsy, and those who were paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds followed him from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and from the areas beyond the Jordan River. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and he sat down and his disciples came to him, and he began to teach. This is the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus sees people beginning to follow and gather, and so he goes up on the mountainside and sits. And as Jesus begins his ministry, as he begins preaching and teaching and healing, word of hope spreads to people pretty fast. They were hungry for this kind of message. They were hungry for what Jesus was preaching and doing. But what was the message that Jesus brought with him to the Sermon on the Mount? What, what is within arguably the greatest sermon ever preached? Well, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount lays out the gospel message at the beginning of Matthew as the foundation of all of his teachings, as the foundation of what he's going to go and do and be about. And he starts with something called the Beatitudes, and then he teaches about salt and light. See, Jesus starts with these B attitudes 
as basically a character description of who would inherit the kingdom of God. They start, all of them, there's a laundry list of them, and they start with blessed are those and end with words like meek. Blessed are those who are meek. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty. Blessed are those who are humble. Which don't seem like characteristics of people who are going to inherit a kingdom. And yet Jesus is intentional about these beatitudes, saying, if you're like this, you will inherit the kingdom of God. And then he moves on. He moves on into teaching about salt and light. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, hear these words. He says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how will it become salty again? It's good for nothing to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on top of a hill, it can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on top of a lampstand, and it shines on all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people so they can see the good things you do and praise your Father who is in heaven. See, this is how Jesus starts out. Blessed are those who are. And then a calling to be salt and light into this world. And then in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus moves on to the law. Jesus establishes that he's not here to do away with the law and the prophets, but he's here to fulfill them. And that's a pretty bold claim. If you're sitting there on the side of this mountain and you're hearing Jesus talk about these things, these beatitude, blessed are those, I got to go from here and be salty and shine brightly. And then you hear, I came not to destroy the law, not to do away with it, but to fulfill it. That's a bold enough claim that he would have had your attention pretty quickly. See, Jesus could have simply left it right there. He simply could have left it right there with, I came to fulfill the law. But Jesus moves on and continues to unpack what he means by the law. He goes to cover murder and adultery, divorce, pledges, an eye for an eye, and loving your enemy. He covers those in detail. He doesn't just say, follow the law. He says, follow the law, and this is what it means. This is what it looks like. And then Jesus turns his attention on how to practice your faith. First with a warning. A warning against showy religion and showy prayer and showy fasting. Don't practice your faith in a way that just other people can see. Jesus talks about what it means to live your faith out. He then turns his attention to consumerism. And then Jesus ends that part of the Sermon on the Mount with this call to action, to see and to serve, to put our faith to work. He talks about what it means to, to live out our faith and that it's not enough to just see injustice in the world, but to act upon it, to end it. Jesus then tells us not to worry, which is almost laughable because we're going to. But God's love and grace abound. And he tells us not to judge. 
And as much as you and I want that to be our job sometimes, Jesus is clear that it is not our job to judge. And he tells us to faithfully ask and we shall receive. Search and we will find. Knock on the door and the door will be opened. He reminds us to not take the easy way out. He reminds us to watch out for false prophets and to and reminds us that we can be all talk and no action. And in the same breath, Jesus reminds us to build our house on solid rock, not on sand. All to say, all to say that God's love and grace is before you. Now here it is, live into it. That's the Sermon on the Mount in a nutshell. Here's what it means to live. Here's what it means to have faith. Here's what it means to be humble. Here's what it means to follow the law. Here's what it means to live out your faith. Now go, he says. At the end of Matthew chapter 7, it says, when, the, when Jesus finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teachings because he was teaching them like someone with authority and not like their own legal experts. See, Matthew did his job here and setting up the authority of Jesus. See, where the legal experts were simply informing the law, Jesus called people to live it out, to live into the law that would bring them closer to God and closer to each other. Jesus lays it all out before, before them with authority and grace. Now, as we've gone through the Cliff Note versions, version of the Sermon on the Mount, I encourage you, dig into the Gospel of Matthew Read through chapters 5 through 7 where the Sermon on the Mount is. Dig into them. See where they push you. See where you go, huh. See where you find Jesus calling you out into this world. And arguably the greatest sermon ever preached. But for me, what does the Sermon on the Mount mean? What do we do with it? For me, I like to take it back to the, one of the first things Jesus teaches. He tells those who are there to be the salt of the earth, to live into their flavor, not to hide their light under a basket, not to hide God's love and grace where people can't see it, but to be a beacon on a hill to guide those around them. The Sermon on the Mount is a call to know that we are deeply loved by God, a call to, to live out our faith in a way that brings hope to people. The Sermon on the Mount is the foundation in which we live out our faith. See, Jesus gives the baseline of what it means to follow him. Follow the law. Be salt, be light. Do this, don't have showy faith. Live into it, he says. And then he spends the rest of the gospel living out this example showing us how to do it. See, for Jesus, it wasn't enough just to say, hey, do these things. Jesus then goes on and says, here's how you do them. The Sermon on the Mount is a call to action for each and every one of us to live out our faith, to live faithfully and put our faith to work, to see this world with the same eyes as Jesus does, and then to act. Which means when we see injustice or hear injustice, that when we see the poor and the oppressed, 
it's not enough just to see and hear. Jesus calls us to act. Jesus tells us here that it's not enough to be salt because salt can lose its flavor. It's not enough to be light because you can hide it under a basket. But we are called to shine brightly and to be salty, to put our faith into action. So how and where will you do this? How and where will you put your faith in action today? How and where are you being the salt of the earth right now? In what ways is your light shining into the darkness of this world? How are you living out your faith in community, individually, when people can see and when people can't? How is your faith making a difference in this world today? By seeing, hearing, and acting. I encourage you to go from this place and be salty. Be as salty as you can be because it changes the world. Go from this place and shine brightly into the dark spaces that this world has to offer because there's no doubt about it. There's plenty of dark spaces. There's plenty of places that need a little bit of flavor. So go from this place. Be salty. Shine brightly. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray.